Hey everyone, my name is Kurt Gray, and welcome to the Toya Christian Fellowship Podcast. To give online, see upcoming events, or see our service times, please visit our website at tcf.church. Good morning, everybody. Everybody doing well? Praise God. I so appreciate you being here this morning. Uh, we've been talking the last couple of weeks. Two weeks ago, I preached. Last week, I believe Kurt brought the message. And we've been talking about wisdom. And I want to finish uh, a thought that I had this morning about wisdom. Then I want to set you up for the next uh, couple of three weeks. Uh, when we finish this morning, next week, uh, we're going to teach and talk about the Last Supper. And we're going to talk about communion and uh, about Jesus having uh, his last last meal with his disciples and leading up to Easter. Then the week after that uh, will be Palm Sunday, and we're going to look at the story of the Palm Sunday story of Jesus' uh, triumphal entry into the city. And then, of course, the week after that is going to be Easter. Uh, It's going to be Resurrection Sunday, so we're going to talk about that. So I kind of wanted you to know what we're talking about. You know, we do things in church, and it's so important that we understand them. We've been talking about wisdom. Here's the thing. God's ways work. All right, let me say it again. God's ways work. Uh, If you know anything about the AA tradition, which is Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, they do a 12-step program. And one of the things they say to men and women who are not doing well with their sobriety, how's that working for you? Okay, you know, somebody comes in and they're not interested in the 12 steps or they're smarter than the 12 steps or they know better than somebody else. And typically when they do that, they fall back into uh, their addiction. And one of the questions the guys will always ask is, hey, how's that working for you? Well, I have the same question for you this morning. When you move away from God's ways and you move into your ways and you know better than God, you know better than your family, you know better than, than somebody trying to help you, the, the response to that is, how's that working for you? God's ways work. We've been talking about the integrity of God's word. You can build your life on God's word. All right, people build their lives on all kinds of things. And Jesus himself said in the New Testament that if you build your life on anything but the word of God, you're building on sinking sand. And that the storm is going to come, the wind is going to blow. Now, he doesn't say if the storm comes, if the wind blows. He doesn't say that. He says, when the storm comes, when the wind blows. Listen, everybody in this room has had storms in their life, okay? You may be in a storm right now of some type, all right? Uh, we, we're either coming out of a storm, we're in between storms, or we're going into a storm. Everybody in this room has had storms. And so Jesus said that if you build your life apart from God's word, when the storm comes, the ruin, the fall is going to be great. So we've been looking at the Scripture. We've been talking about the wisdom of God in the Scripture. I want to read to you this morning out of Joshua chapter 1, starting with verse 8. Excuse me. I want to read two verses to you, and then I want to give you some thoughts. So listen to God's Word. All right, God is speaking to Joshua. This book of the law, the Bible, the Word of God, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. 
but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. You will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, here's what's going on. The greatest event in human history up to that time, the greatest event in the Old Testament has just happened. God has delivered the nation of Israel out of 400 years of slavery underneath the boot of the most powerful nation in the world at that time, which is Egypt. And God has brought the 10 plagues. God has raised up Moses. And God has supernaturally, through a series of events, delivered them. Now, I don't want you to miss this. This is the greatest event in the Old Testament. There are two events in the Bible that are the two greatest events. Number one in the Old Testament is the Exodus. God physically delivers his people from slavery and from bondage. The second and most powerful event, of course, is in the New Testament, and it is the birth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The two biggest events in your Bible are the Exodus, where God delivers Israel from Egypt, and the birth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Joshua has been on this journey with Moses, and God raised up Moses and delivered them from the most powerful nation in the world at that time. They've gone into the wilderness. They were supposed to cross over into the promised land, but they did not cross over because of their unbelief. They had grasshopper syndrome. Okay, you've had grasshopper syndrome. I've had grasshopper syndrome. What did they say when the spies came back? The giants are huge and they make us look small. They got their eyes off of God and they got their eyes on their giants. Because of that, they stayed in the wilderness in the desert for 40 years. Moses led them out of slavery, out of bondage, into deliverance, into the desert. They spent 40 years there. They're getting ready to go into the promised land. Everybody that had unbelief, every single person has died in the desert during that 40 years, except for Joshua and Caleb. They're the only two that believed God could do it. Everybody else has died. A new generation has been raised up. Okay, they got married, they had babies, they had kids, they did weddings, they did funerals, they did birthday parties, they did all that for 40 years. And everybody that started has gone home spiritually. They've died. Now Moses dies. And when he dies, the baton is passed to Joshua. Can you imagine? Okay, can you imagine trying to step into Moses' shoes? I can't, I can't even imagine what that must have been like. I mean, Moses is, I mean, he's one of the greatest heroes in the Bible, and Joshua is stepping into Moses' shoes, and God gives him some advice. Now, imagine in your life, I, 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 I don't know, I can't even imagine stepping into a place where somebody's been incredibly successful and then God raises you up to take over and God is giving you some advice and that's the verses I just read to you. Let me go back and read it to you again with that thought. 
Here's what he says. He says, hey, Joshua, the word of God, the book of the law, the Bible shall not depart from your mouth, but you're going to meditate in it day and night. Now stop right there. Now, he's giving him advice. Hey, you're getting ready to go into the promised land. You're getting ready to fight the giants. You're getting ready to take the promises I've promised you. And there's a couple of things I want you to do. Now, let me tell you what he tells him, doesn't tell him to do. Okay? He, he doesn't mention prayer. He doesn't mention fasting. He doesn't mention any of those things that we would think normal Christians would do. He mentions one thing. He says, hey, Joshua, I want you to meditate in the Scripture. I want you to meditate in the promises. That's the one thing I want you to do. I want you to read the Word of God, and I want you to meditate. Now, let me tell you what meditate means. Many of you know what it means. Some of you don't. It means to mutter, to kind of mumble under your breath. Okay, the original root of it is like a cow chewing its cud. Okay, you know, a cow eats grass and swallows the grass and it kind of digests a little bit and they lay down and find some place that's cool to lay down and they regurgitate it. Now that's kind of gross. And then they rechew it and they, and they chomp on it and, and they re-swallow it and digest it again. That's what meditate means. It means for you to take the word of God and to chew on it. It means to take the word of God and say it. Now, listen, in our Western culture, when we read, we're taught early on to not read aloud. You read silently. And when I was in school, if you moved your lips, you got in trouble. Like if you're reading under your breath and you're moving your lips, the teacher would always say, don't do that. Because we want you to be able to read as fast as you possibly can. So don't read out loud and don't move your lips. Okay, but the scripture says right here to Joshua that you and I are supposed to say the word of God. He told Joshua, I want you to take the word of God. I want you to chew on it. I want you to meditate on it. I want you to swallow it. I want you to bring it back up during the day. And I want you to say it again. And I want you to meditate on it. Now he's telling a guy who's following the most successful man in the Old Testament, Moses. Then you're gonna lead these three million people into the promised land. And this is going to be a key to your success. We're talking about wisdom. We're talking about the integrity of God's word. You can build your life on the word of God. You can build your family on the word of God. Any answer you need, any problem you face, any mountain you have, you can go to the word of God. And God told Joshua, I want you to meditate on it and I want you to meditate on it day and night. Now, let me give you a quote. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. Let me say it again. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. All right, what does that mean, Pastor? Jesus is in every book of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. If you were to go home and get on your computer or get on your smartphone or get on your iPad and you Google this statement, Jesus in every book of the Bible. It, just, just Google it. Jesus in every book of the Bible. And it will pull up every single book from Old Testament to New Testament and it will give you a little sentence or a synopsis of how Jesus is represented in every book of the Bible. Listen, Moses is not the hero of the Bible. Jesus is. 
Daniel is not the hero of the Bible. Jesus is. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are not the hero of the Bible. Jesus is. Peter is not the hero of the New Testament. Jesus is. Are you with me? Okay, the hero of the Bible is Jesus of Nazareth. Now, in Power Kids, nearly every week, probably every week, we we do this with the kids. I ask them these three questions, okay? The Bible has one villain. Who is it? Thank you, the devil. The Bible has one hero. Who is it? Jesus, exactly. The Bible has one message. What is it? Jesus saves. That's it. The Bible has one villain, the devil. The Bible has one hero, Jesus. The Bible has one message, Jesus saves. Jesus is the hero of the word of God from Genesis to Revelation, and he's in every book of the Bible. He's hidden in the Old Testament. He's revealed in the New Testament. So every time you read the word of God, every time you find a promise in the word of God, you read it to yourself, you think about it, you chew on it, you mutter it, you meditate on it. Why? Here's why. Are you ready? Why should I do that, Pastor? Because God told Joshua if he would do it, if he would meditate in it day and night and observe to do according to all that's written in it, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Now, please, please. It's almost too good to be true. Yeah, right? Now, he's talking to a guy who's following the most successful man in the Old Testament, and you're getting ready to lead these people into their promises, into my promises, and I want to help you succeed. And he tells him, if you'll meditate in the Scripture, if you'll do what it says, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, when you find something in there that says to do it, do it. Two things are going to happen. You're going to be prosperous. Does anybody in here want to be prosperous? No, Pastor, I don't want any of that. It says you'll be prosperous, and then the next thing it says is you'll have good success. Now, what am I, what am I saying this morning? Well, what I'm saying is, is you ought to be taking time to read the Scripture. You ought to be ta- taking time to say the Scripture out loud. You ought to be taking time throughout the day to read the Scripture, to think about it, to meditate on it. You know, every single morning I read the Version Bible app, and I read the verse of the day. And I think about it during the day. I don't think about it all day, but I think about it throughout the day. And I think about the promises of God. When I do that, Roland, when you do that, you're meditating. And you can do it on the way to work. You can do it on the way home. You can do it at lunchtime. Uh, You can do it at break time. You can do it in the evening. You just take time to think about the word of God, the promises of God, and you chew on it and you meditate on it. And here's what God promised Joshua. And here's what God's promising you. I will make your way successful and I will make you prosperous. That's the promise God gave Joshua. And that's the promise he's giving you and I. And you will walk in God's success. You will walk in God's promises. You will walk in his blessing and his prosperity. When you take time to meditate on the scripture. Let me read you the next sentence. He says, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Back up, look what it says. I love this. God says he commanded him. He commanded him. Now, what does he command him? He commands him to be strong and courageous and don't be afraid. 
Now, you know, I've told you this story before. When I was a kid growing up, my dad worked night at the railroads, not all the time, but he did, you know, he kind of did shift work, and he'd, be at, he'd work nights, and then sometimes he wouldn't work nights. Well, my little mother was afraid, and because she was afraid, we were afraid. All right, I was playing with my granddaughter the last couple of days, Annie, and she has absolutely no fear, none. Okay, she was hiding, and she would go in a closet and close the door and stay in there, and it's pitch dark. And she wanted me to get in there with her. So I get in there with her, and we close the door, and then she wants everybody in the house to look for us. Well, you cannot see your hand in front of your face. I mean, it's pitch dark in there. And she's three and a half years old, and she's not a bit afraid. She's not a bit afraid of the dark. She's not a bit afraid to be. Now she, and it wasn't, but well, Pastor, it's because you were in there with her. No, no. No, she was in there before I went in there, and then she wanted me to go in there. And I'm like, no, I'm afraid. I don't want to go in there. Right? You know, my, my old fears are coming back up. Now, now, what's the point? Well, one of the most powerful things is this. Whatever's on you gets on your kids. Now, don't miss this. This will change your life. My mother was afraid, and I loved my mother, and she was a dear, sweet lady, but when dad wasn't there, she was afraid. I do not to this day know what she was afraid of, but whatever it was, she was afraid, so it made us afraid, and I fought that my whole life. My granddaughter's not afraid. Now, the only thing I can think of is her mom and dad must not be afraid. My mom was afraid, and it got on me. Uh, her mother's not afraid, and it doesn't get on her. So, so she's going down in the, she'll go to Don and Brenda's and go down in the basement. Well, when I was a kid, you'd have had to put a gun to my back to get me to go into the basement by myself. My grandparents had a long house, and one of the bathrooms was way on the other end, and it was dark, and I had to go to the bathroom. Well, I'd rather be shot. I mean, I didn't want to have to walk through that dark house, dark to that back to that bathroom. Now, listen to what God says. He says, I've commanded you. Don't you love that? That's a good daddy. I've commanded you to be strong and courageous and don't be afraid. When my dad was home, my mother wasn't afraid. I mean, so we weren't afraid. Now, occasionally, we would be. You know, and I'd get up in the middle of the night and go into my parents' bedroom, and my dad would, of course, he, you know, he knew there was nothing to be afraid of, and he would say, you know, go get back in bed. And I, you know, well, I'm afraid somebody's going to get me. And you know what he would always say, right? If they do, they'll let you go when it gets daylight. After they've had to feed you breakfast and try to get you dressed, they'll let you go. Amen? Yeah, they'll, they'll let you come back home. All right. What does God tell Joshua? He says, I'm commanding you to be strong I'm commanding you to have courage. I'm commanding you to not be afraid. I'm commanding you to not be dismayed. Then I love what he says. He says, because I'm your God and I'm with you wherever you go. We've been talking about wisdom for the last three weeks. God told Joshua, hey, if you'll take time to meditate on the scripture, you'll have success, you'll be prosperous, you won't be afraid, you won't be dismayed, and wherever you go and whatever you do, I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen, whatever mountain you're facing this week, this month, uh, this spring, even, whatever you're facing, you know what God's saying this morning? I'm with you. I'm with you. We know what Jesus said. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Well, Lord, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't matter what it feels like. 
right? I've said that before. I'm married whether I feel like it or not. Correct? My wife would tell me, honey, you're married whether I feel like it or not. It's the same way with your father God. He says you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be dismayed. I'm with you. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, whatever journey you're walking on, whatever you're looking towards coming at you, he says, I'm with you. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And as you walk with God, you meditate in his promises. You read a little bit every day. I get up and read in the morning because that's best for me. And I get up and I read a little bit every day. And as I read the scripture, I think about it throughout my day. And I do all kinds of things through my day, just like you do. And by the end of the evening, I've gone through my day and uh, I have a little quiet time and I, and I go to bed and I start over the next day. And you know what I'm doing? I'm walking on a journey journey of success. I'm walking on a journey of prosperity. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be dismayed. Am I tempted to be afraid? You better believe it. If I, am I tempted to be dismayed? You better believe it. Oh, you better believe I am. All right. And I could tell stories all the rest of the day about the times I've been afraid and I've wanted to be afraid, but God said, I'm with you. I'm with you. When I had my first eye surgery, uh, I had a detached retina. A lady, I don't even know who she was, was in there in that room where they did the surgery, and she touched me on the shoulder, and she said, you're not alone. I'll never forget it. It was God. It was God. Now, I don't know who she was. To this day, I don't know who she was, but God used her to comfort me just like he did Joshua. He used her, and she said, hey, you're not alone, and it, I, I, I just felt like I was relaxed. Hey, God, thank you for saying that to me. He used a lady to do it. He used a woman to do it, but I knew it was from him. And so when I had those times to be afraid, when I had those times to be dismayed, when I had those times to be discouraged, I don't have to be. Amen? And I'm walking on that journey of being blessed. I'm walking on that journey of walking with God, and my life is just better and better and better. Would you close your eyes and let me pray for you? Father God, I want to thank you for wisdom that comes from your word. I want to thank you for the promises in the word that you gave Joshua, that those same promises belong to us. Father, I love you. Lord, I want every person in this place to be strengthened. I want every person in this place to be encouraged. Father, as we walk in our life, as we meditate, as we trust you, as we lean into your scripture, as we lean into your promises, Father, that you make our way successful. And you cause us to be prosperous by your grace. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise God. Y'all stand up.